0: Next on BYUSN, a super-spectacular, sensational Saturday for BYU football and men's basketball. Which part of that Saturday tops the list?
1: Mark Pope and quarterback J Mayava peters join the program to
0: celebrate the win. And we celebrate,
2: continuing into
0: Monday. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is December 19th. It is. Sub one week before Christmas Day, but it was an early Christmas gift Uh, in multiple ways on Saturday. I am Spencer Linton. He is Jerem Jordan. We've been celebrating through the weekend. Dude, we were like, is BYU going to get a win on Saturday? They got two!
1: It was awesome. And on today's show, we will recap it for you. Football wins dramatically against SMU. Getting a two-point conversion stop on defense. Ironic that the defense produces the win, right? Awesome. In the New Mexico Bowl, men's hoops takes down Utah. Gonzaga's Lisa 48 calls some of the Cougars not very good. And Bill Simmons compares Tyler Algier to Earl Camber- Whoa. Campbell. There's a lot going on, people. Here are today's headlines.
0: Let off by, yes, that BYU football victory in the New Mexico Bowl, 24-23. Just like we thought, Spence. Yeah, I said first to 30. It's old J. Mojava-Peters called happen. it last week. I could grieve. But he found out Thursday he was starting. Uh, somewhere, by the way, Bronco Mendenhall was smiling by that final yeah, score. 24. Mm-hmm. Cougars finished 8 and 5 on the season after a two point conversion stopped dramatically by Jacob Robinson. Linebacker Ben Bywater had 11 tackles, his first career pick, six. 76 yards into the end zone. Let's relive it.
1: Screen to the right, picked off, intercepted at the 40 and the 50. Ben Bywater maintains.
0: Giving BYU a 17-10 to lead really flipped that game on its head in that moment. First pick six in New Mexico Bowl history. Last football game of BYU's Independence era, the Cougars finished with 99 total wins.
1: Almost got 100. That was really the goal in 2011. I know. Men's Hoops takes down net number 20, Utah 75-66. Thanks to 26 points from Rudy Williams. dallin Hall had eight points, five assists, six boards, including a late three to put the Cougars up eight.
0: Block here. Game winner. Dallin Holmes. Yes! <laughs> the freshman. All he does is make big shots.
2: 65-57
1: Cougars. Rick Flair on the call on BYU Radio. Joey <laughs> hosts rugby powerhouse Lindenwood out of St. Charles, Missouri, tomorrow. Pre-game on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 8 Eastern Time.
0: On to Cougars in the NFL, Jamal Williams, 13 carries, 33 yards, quiet, relatively speaking, but in another Detroit Lions win against Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. Wilson had 317 pass yards, two touchdowns through the air in that losing effort. Taysom Hill did some work through the air as well, two for two, 80 yards. One of those went to Rashid Shaheed, 60-plus yard connection there for a touchdown and a win over Tyler Algier and the Falcons but how about Tyler? Mm. 17 carries 139 yards a touchdown was compared to Earl Campbell That's now crazy. all of a sudden he's in the rookie of the year conversation? I believe CougarStats
1: uh, put out uh, most rushing yards in the game by a BYU player ever pretty wow. in the NFL. Carver's tongue had six tackles as the Vikings overcame the largest deficit in NFL history 33 to beat the Colts Saturday. Wow KBN had a sack to go along with five tackles. Michael Davis had three tackles and a pass breakup. Chargers beat the Titans 17 14. And Dax Milne back since uh, November 6th with the Commanders. They lost to the Giants. Controversial, oh, no. P.I. caught the
0: old oh, man. BYU women's basketball, close game at the kennel and spoke in. Spokane. Cougars led at halftime, but ultimately lose by nine, 67 nine 58. Close. Well, made free throws late. It was a close game. It was a four-point game with under three minutes to play. Lauren Gustin continues her double-double streak. 11 games in a row she has hit that mark. Things get more challenging tonight. BYU at Portland. I mean, you could not have picked a more difficult way to open the West Coast Conference campaign for women's basketball against Gonzaga and Portland, both on the road. Well, luckily, BYU uh, doesn't practice on Sunday, so that's really edmint. 9 Eastern. We'll have our eyes on it tonight. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Training.
2: Woo!
0: Let them know, Dallin Hall. Whatever it takes. What's Training presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. So many great moments culminating in two big wins for football and men's basketball, respectively, on Saturday. Jerem, let's relive the top moments with just a simple question. What were your favorite moments from those games on Saturday?
1: There were so many, man. Uh, It was really fun. Obviously, the Ben Bywater pick six is the top moment. I mean, you could argue Jacob Robinson's stop. The two-point conversion is the most important thing. But BYU's offense struggled, put up 17 points in this game. We thought Cade Finnegan was going to be the starter. Nope. Went with Solje Maiava-Peters. We were told multiple quarterbacks could play. Nope. Granted, Chase Roberts tried to throw a pass, got sacked on it. So there was at least a, that look on that play. Chase's uh, you know, amazing quarterback rating plummets after the Baylor one pass for a touchdown. But anyway, Ben Bywater's play as the only starter still playing for BYU from the beginning of the year with the other three injured or in the transfer portal. It was a big play. And it sounded and looked like this, again. Excuse me, here's Ben with Spencer.
0: They knew they had numbers on the outside.
3: So I knew they were going to throw it, right? It was three on two. So when, they, you know, when they're outnumbering us, they're going to throw that. So I knew he was
2: going to throw it, jumped it. And as soon as I jumped I saw the ball and then just started running. So honestly, shout out to the strength staff. I didn't really think I was that fast. But hey, we broke it. So honestly,
0: it's been a good night. When did you know you were going to score on that play? Well, the- <laughs>
2: hey, hey. Um, well, the quarterback tried diving on my legs, and so I just gave him a little, a little jump. and you know. So I've been dreaming about that for a long time. And so for it to come true, man, it was
1: just could not be happier. That was awesome, and BYU needed it. Shout-out to my Uncle uh, Connell, who was in the background. Yeah, uh, great guy. Photobombing every, every, uh, every soundbite there. It, that was a big play. Um, certainly there were other big moments in the game, but BYU doesn't win this game without that. Um, oh, they my needed goodness. those points. And in fact, remember the play before? Uh, we thought that Caleb Hayes had forced a fumble. It's a good thing it wasn't. It's a good thing because that next play, boom! BYU scores points.
0: Yeah, great point. Uh, and Ben Bywater taking advantage. Also, the braids in his hair were a highlight for a lot of BYU fans. Okay, it's a new look. <laughs> it, it's a very new look. I think my favorite part about that play was watching Jay Hill and Kelly Papinga on the sideline. I happened to be standing very close Mm -hmm. to them in that moment, and they were deliberating on the Caleb Hayes play, whether it was a fumble. K-pop thought it was a fumble. Obviously, replay said otherwise. Uh, But then when Ben picks that up and is running down the sideline, those guys are like like running with him. (laughs) I talked to Jay before the game, too, and I was like, He's like, it's going to be really tough to like not get involved, but purposely I'm not wearing a headset. Like I just, I'm just observing, I'm just watching guys. But watching Jay Hill and Kelly Papinga celebrate with those guys was was a lot of fun. Pretty pretty cool to see kind of like those worlds converging. Like here's the new blood and the coaching staff, but they're looking at guys like Ben Bywater to be leaders for BYU defensively going into the Big 12. So it was fun to watch that dynamic.
1: Yeah, and the defense was the real MVP here. We're going to talk to Soul J Mayava Peters, who needed to play a certain way, and BYU needed to run a certain offense to win this game. And, and it was enough, right? Um, but the defense was the real MVP of this game, obviously uh, highlighted by Jacob Robinson's uh, stop there. As we all thought it would be. We, we all <laughs> said, we said, listen, you know what's going to happen to this game? J Mayava Peters is going to start, and Jacob Robinson is going to make a goal line stand play <laughs> to win. That's what we all thought. That's why we get paid the big bucks. No, that was great. Other things that were awesome, and we'll get to Jacob in a moment. In fact, let's just go to Jacob now. Jacob talked to you after the game about yes. what he saw in that play. And uh, it was a huge stop. It, it, listen, we're, we're in a good mood today because of that.
3: Uh, I was actually expecting a slam from the one. Um, they ended up uh, having to run. I think uh, backside defense is great. So the quarterback tried to scramble. And Michael went inside and forced
0: him out to me. And then did the play. You know it's the quarterback and you for yeah. the game. What's going through your mind at that point? i like, got to get him down. Do no matter how I do it, but I'll get him down. So Humble, Jacob Robinson, he's just so soft-spoken, plays loud. Yeah, he's sure. sl- very slight. His
1: thing's speed.
0: His, thing isn't, his
1: thing isn't come up uh, and make a one-on-one tackle near a, the goal line. He
0: gave up 50 pounds to the SMU quarterback. Yeah, I 215 was in, on 165.
1: I was impressed by what Ed Lamb would call contact courage at the goal line. That was a great play, and it saves, um, you know, kind of the end of the season. BYU wins four in a row. They get to eight wins. I love eight wins in a down year because we expected nine plus for this group. Only one or two games off the pace. But, yeah, it, it, it was a nice finish yes. to the year. It How was really it? nice to finish with. Like, like, we talk about these dramatic end-of-game finish stuff. Like, you put the Jacob Robinson play in with those great bowl finishes with BYU. I know it's 7-5 and five BYU at the time. I know it's New Mexico Bowl. But you put it in there somewhere in the top ten you know, bowl
0: finishes in BYU history of, yeah, this two-point conversion was tough. Another dramatic bowl great. finish. I love it. Six and a half weeks ago, you and I are sitting here in Studio B and thinking, Man, is BYU going to be bowl eligible? Yeah, at four and this five, it was in question. Before the Boise State game, Absolutely. thinking, okay, can BYU string together or win against Utah Tech and maybe Stanford? Like, Boise State, they're a clear underdog. They win four and they'll go eight and five. Really nice finish. I mean, very, very – and Kalani had said it. He's like, we want to win every game. We want to go eight and five so that we can, you know, put October away. We can have – a no loss November and go and win a bowl game. And. Oh, you brought it up again, though. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, was it, was it, was it was in football. It was in football. It was in football. And he was talking specifically to football. But uh, yeah, the realists, you know, in this studio, and I know that you are more that direction than I am here, but. Both paid by Brigham, though. Even I was thinking, man, like just get to six and six and get to a bowl game, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, very, very few outside of the team are thinking, oh, after you go winless in October, you're going to win the rest of the games and go 8-5, but that's exactly what they did. It
1: was 2014 again, which you brought up um, several weeks ago. Okay, in basketball, Rudy Williams. It's 26 against Creighton. It's 26 against Utah now.
0: He is the benchmark. He's the sixth man of the year. He's
1: discovered something, and uh, we'll talk to Mark Pope in, in uh, the next segment about what it is with Rudy that's different, but I talked to him after the game, and uh, yeah, what, what went right against Utah?
2: Like it was the little things, you know, diving on the floor, 50 50 balls, you know, second chance points, offensive rebounds, stuff like that.
1: In a rivalry matchup like this that you have come into in this game, what did it feel like in this gym for this special
2: moment against the youths? Uh, I feel like me and the guys, we had a, you know, a little bit of extra juice. You know, obviously everybody knows how big of a deal this is. Um, you know, we're also trying to get better along with that, but you know, this game meant a little bit more to us.
1: He gets it. He gets it, and he was awesome in this game. BYU really needed him. It started with Foose initially scoring the first 10, including that crazy tip-in, and, and Rudy was good uh, offensively. 26 points really needed that performance in this game. gets a really good defensive team in Utah. It was top 10 in two-point percentage defense, three-point percentage defense, effective field goal percentage defense, top 30 in efficiency defensively. BYU looked like the better team the whole game. I mean, it was, it was wild to see the team that lost to UVU in South Dakota has now beaten Creighton and Utah. Are those teams sort of overrated in where they were when BYU played the game? Yeah, but I don't care when you just say you get wins over Creighton and Utah regardless of what their net is or ranking or whatever.
0: Always good wins, and BYU's Getting better, which is the goal. You jump 35 spots in the net rankings by beating Utah. I think BYU went from 178 to 143, and that fluctuates by the day. Yeah, you know they they could be uh,
1: definitely need to climb in the top 80 to make the NIT. Yeah, to to feel Um,
0: comfortable with that for sure.
1: And this is where BYU's headed is: just get better. Maybe you get crazy good in March. I don't know, but this team needs to make at least the NIT.
0: Now we're watching the the finale of the basketball game. On the frigid sidelines of University Stadium in Albuquerque. And Rudy's, you know, that clutch floater in the lane where he's got the Euro step. And it was he hit, like, the biggest shot of the game to me, as, as big as Dallin's was, the biggest shot of the game to me was Rudy to the elbow when it was a three point game late and he knocks down calmly this 15-foot jumper that kind of just smoothed things out a little bit because Utah's making this dramatic run back, I think it was 61-58 at that point, and he hits that jumper, and it's like, okay, we're good, we're good. And that's what you want. That's what BYU brought Rudy Williams in to do was to hit those big shots in key moments and be the veteran leader for a very young team. So he does that, then he hits the Euro, and then, of course, Dallin. I mean, that's the punctuation. Dallin's that saving
1: tool. his best field goals for the last. Late, late game Craig, He's not making a lot of shots, I think two in both. Um, but he's making big shots. Yeah, it was awesome.
0: I want to go back to the bowl game. And, by the way, Let's just, hop around. It was I, great. I have to point out that during the two-point conversion, Mason Wake is, like, on IG Live. <laughs> you so there are several players that have their phones out on the side. It's much more relaxed atmosphere. <laughs> he's on IG yeah. Live. All these guys are not playing like it. So he's, like, filming himself and, like, running down the sideline. I'm like, your team's got one play to win this game. And he's like, oh, here we go. You know, I loved it. i just, it was surprised so, it wasn't it was on Cook Connect. So unique. So, Mason Wake's doing that on his phone. Harris Lachance is in all the huddles, and he's got his phone. He's doing selfies. Oh and they're taking pictures of Solje Maiava. You know, like, it was just. <laughs> Dorking around. It was very, very different. Um, but ultimately, we're smiling because BYU wins that game. We talked about the turning point before the Boise game. BYU wins that, and then they get on the streak to, to win four games to close out the season. And so, naturally, I had to ask Kalani after the game, like, how do you – sum up the season. So here's part of that conversation.
3: Yeah, adversity, overcoming adversity, learning and growing and becoming better,
2: even through all of it. Um, staying as positive as possible. Uh, that's just the same thing in life, you know. So um,
3: not, not not all of it
2: went the way that we, we wanted it to, but um, just really proud that the guys stuck together, kept believing, uh,
3: never wavered in their faith in each other and the program. And, and um, you know, I'm, I'm really happy we got the win to just kind of
0: just it eight and five. So over the last three seasons combined, Kalani Sataki led teams 29 and nine. Really
1: good. It's good ball. And and this was a step backwards from expectations, certainly. But I've always said eight. You are good. Plus, right? You are. There's no bad teams who win eight games. Like B- BYU out ran out 13? dudes, and
0: I was like, I can't believe these guys are playing.
1: Yes, this this was the wounded warriors out there for BYU, and it was it was uh, tough. And BYU made SMU's offense look pedestrian. Yeah, they're really good. Defense was solid. By the way, notable injuries on that last drive for SMU: two of the top receivers, the running back can barely walk, and so they have to call a quarterback draw, and they make a play. Hey, it just all that. Sometimes you get a break, right? And BYU got a break, which is great. Ryan Carpenter doesn't play for great. Mm, we'll take advantage. Unsung Let's go.
0: heroes, Jerem. Ben Bywater, Jacob Robinson, Soul J. Mayava. By the way, some of his teammates are calling him Bull J. Mayava now. Bull J. Mayava? <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: topic two. Let's follow up on our uh, game day guarantees.
0: Here's our game day guarantee results. We have to give them to you, we're contractually
3: obligated.
1: It's not a sales element, so I'm not sure that's exactly true. But, uh, we, we have to account for this. Whew. Okay, uh, I'll go first. Uh, BYU rushed for four plus TDs. Nope. <laughs> Just two. Mm-hmm. They rushed for four exactly the last three bowl games. I thought they'd do it again, especially with the running game. The team with most yards wins. Nope! For the nope. first time all year, BYU won a game in which it had fewer yards. They were 7-0 with more, 0-5 with fewer. <laughs> Got it. And thank goodness. And three, BYU runs for 200 plus, 209. I thought BYU had to run for 300 in this game because I thought SMU was going to put up some more points. Nope, 200 didn't. BYU starts. didn't even have 300 total yards. yards. Yeah, BYU's offense was not great in this, but it was good enough, and that's what BYU needed.
0: So, in talking with the coaches in the buildup for all week, they, like I was told, we're probably going to play multiple quarterbacks. It's probably going to happen. It was so obvious. They settled on yeah. J. Kate Fennigan was under the weather, so he was oh. dealing with an injury and he got sick. Mm. so. At that point, it's like, okay, maybe we just roll Souljay and and just kind of stay with it and see what happens. Yeah, because Nick
1: Bellis is probably a similar look to
0: Souljay, to I thought two different BYU players would throw a pass because of that quarterback scenario. Nope, just Souljay. Well, they tried! Chase Roberts tried! tried. I was like, throw it! Okay. Well, no game day guarantee. I need a game day guarantee, Chase! No. Especially if it ends up (laughs) an interception or something. No. They're like, why did we lose? Spencer yelled at me to throw it. I thought Chris Brooks would go over 100 yards rushing. Almost got there.
1: 88. I thought he would crush it. And he had a nice game. They didn't go to him as much. No, nope, he
0: had a nice game. Nice but he touchdown had nice game. run. Yeah.
1: Led by Houston Mooley. who is a side story as well, right? <laughs> the Houston Haymouly
0: situation. This is the is. Houston Mooley game on offense. <laughs> Houston Mooley and Soljay. Unsung heroes, I said. That's what it is. Hollies for the win. Yes. Uh, first team to 30 points
1: wins. No team got to 30? I was shocked that this was a sub-30 game I thought thought especially.
0: I, when when SMU's driving and they score, and I'm like, oh, they're going to kick the extra point. Someone's going to get to 30 in overtime. First team to 30 is going to win. But they, they, go, they go for they two. They
1: go for two. They go for two. And BYU wins the game. So final numbers on the year. You go 18 for 39. Okay. Uh, well, if we're th-
0: including Dave McCann's 0 for 3, then that's 18 for 36. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> 15%, yeah. I go 13 for 39. Uh, we combine for 31 for 78. Guaranteed. Guaranteed.
0: Guaranteed to mostly not
1: be right. These are guesses that are probably wrong. This
0: is why sports are the ultimate reality I know. television. We'll rename
1: it next year, guesses that are probably wrong.
0: Ultimate yeah. reality television. You can never predi- predict it.
1: The, the name is, guess, uh, we, we guess and get paid for it, and
0: it's not right. <laughs> Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. Our question of the day. Stink. What was the best thing you saw Saturday from BYU football or basketball? Tara Hatch so on Instagram good. chimes in. The final play of the BYU football game because it put the exclamation point on a great day of Cougar wins. Mm-hmm. I slept well on Saturday it night. It was a
1: great day. It really was. Uh, women's soups, uh, you know. Got it to the end there, unfortunately Man. lost by nine, oh. but uh, they'll have him back here in Provo. Yes. Okay, BYU Men's Hoops has two non-conference games left. They play Lindenwood tomorrow night. We've got you on BYU Radio with the pre- pre-game, Cougar pregame live, 8 Eastern time ahead of that one.
0: Plus, I think Mark Pope may have ruined another suit, but it doesn't matter. He doesn't care. The head coach joins us next to discuss that big rivalry win on Saturday. What's changed the most for his team lately? This is BYU Sports Nation. This
1: This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented
0: by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU beats Utah, phrases that will never get old. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to Studio B. We are live on BYU Sports Station with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton. That's Jerem Jordan. And we are welcomed uh, now to have, or we are welcoming, rather, in the head coach of BYU basketball, Mark Pope. Coach, what a way to Punctuate the weekend with a big rivalry win for basketball. Football took care of business in New Mexico. How would you sum up your weekend?
3: I thought it was a, it was a fun weekend for Cougar Nation, for sure. Um, so it was super. Why, why do we not have a Christmas tree here?
0: This is a great it's question a little, you asked. is this, it's has good, this been a topic you know of conversation on the show? You know what?
1: Yes, it's a good question. Okay. <laughs> I, I, might just, I might be juiced. I've stirred up a little controversy.
3: Yeah, and tomorrow we're going to have a Christmas. Fair enough, I like it. I like it. I
1: sure hope so. That'd be great. (laughs) Listen, playing uh, rivals is always a big deal, right? And and there's been Craig Smith has been at Utah State, and obviously you've been at UVU and played against BYU. What's the most, uh, what's the biggest difference in a rivalry game versus a regular game, in your opinion?
3: Well, uh, I mean, usually in a rivalry game, you kind of throw out, in state games are great, right? Because you throw out all the stats and, and, and everything else, and it's just a, it's a, it's, we say this all the time, it's like going to the backyard and playing one on one with your brother, right? It's just as, um, it's passionate and guys really care and bragging rights are important and, and uh, the fans love it because you get a mixed gym, right, which is actually super fun. Um, and so I think uh, these games are great. Uh, I think they're good for the, the state. Um, this, Of course, BYU-Utah is um, a really special rivalry that's been going on for 100 years and, and uh, two great programs. So uh, we love them.
0: You beat Creighton. You come home, take care of business against Western Oregon, in preparation for Utah, and then you win the rivalry game. So, what has changed, in your opinion, over the last three games for BYU basketball?
3: Well, we're just we're just trying to figure out who we are. I mean, this this group is so young. It's it's just as remarkable. You know, we talked about this. Uh, we're playing Creighton, which is you know um, which is a, a great team that you know. We think probably at the end of the day is going to be a top five or a top ten team in the country. They're super talented and they're incredibly well coached. And um, they're trying to put one new player on the floor. They're trying to put Fred King on the floor, who's a terrific top 25 talent in the country. And it was really hard for them to keep him on the floor for any extended amount of time. And um, so that's just us. It's just it's at every position. We're really new and young. And so, this, you know, our group we're just growing every day and it's really fun to watch and it's fun to grow and win also which is hard to do and um, but these guys uh, this group has been has been they're, they're a joy to coach because you can literally see them growing before your eyes. And growing's not a straight-line trajectory. Uh, there's a lot of times where they're growing between your eyes where you're rubbing your temples, thinking, what is happening out here? But uh, it's, it's been fun to watch, and certainly the last three games have been terrific for our guys.
1: You told us at the beginning of the year, we just refused to believe you, which was, hey, we're going to do some weird things. We're going to lose some games. We're going to win some games. And uh, it's been a roller coaster the last couple weeks. And we've seen those faces literally from you. I think in the Bahamas there was one that people caught (laughs) on. They were like, "Mark looks stressed right now." Um, But but it's been fun, and that evolution continues. You got two more non-conference games, and then you got a tough WCC slate. Like the top two, uh, you know, right now in Gonzaga and St. Mary's look really good. Santa Clara looks really good still. San Francisco just beat undefeated UNLV. Like it's going to be a tough uh, uh, situation again. But what do you need to accomplish this week? To feel like okay at Pacific next week when we start yeah. conference play, we've at least gotten somewhere on this journey.
3: Well, this is this is a tough week for us. We're playing three games in five days and and um, or six three games in six days, I guess and and um, you know coming off of a run where we're six out of seven away from home so it's it's a bit a tumultuous run for these guys but um we got to keep getting better we got to double down you know we're the most fluid decision making that we've been in transition offense um uh in 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 our season so far against utah and that's just not the initial thrust which we had some success with our initial thrust but also The guys just starting to get a sense for kind of the freedom that we're trying to play with, but still making sense of it. Um, Playing through our lifts was actually, um, it was as rhythmic as we've been so far. We still got so much room to grow, but that was really, really positive. Um, We had some space where, uh, you know, we approached the game a little bit different defensively, where I think our our bigs are growing a little bit defensively and giving us a little bit more versatility. So we need to see those things continue to grow. uh, and you know a bunch of other markers, but we just want to keep getting better. I mean, that's all we think about is can we get better. Hopefully today we're going to come and we're meeting here at ten, and and uh, for the, our first of two practices a day, and and we're just trying to get better. Um, I think our guys are hungry to get better. I think they feel that we have a potential to get a lot better, and and uh, so we're going to chase it hard.
0: BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope is with us on BYU Sports Nation. How close through the thirteen games are you to solidifying? roles and rotations as you push forward
3: um i don't know uh you know because all these guys are growing so fast right the the you know the the players i have it's not just it's not just it's just everybody's changing so fast that's what happens when you're growing we've given ourselves you know we've given ourselves a lot of room to grow and um, (laughs) and so so it's everything super dynamic, and then you think about it, and there's a chance that Spence comes back in the next couple of weeks, and there's a chance that Trev makes an appearance here maybe the next couple of weeks or a th- month or so, and, and that's disruptive. And, and um, you know, I, I still think that this Tanner Toulson has some juice in him. It's just, it, you know, we're trying to figure out how to put these pieces together and, and, and make him go. You think about Rudy Williams. How different is he as a basketball player now than he was a month ago? Um, and you know Atiki uh, is you know had terrific minutes in this game against Utah. They were just limited by fouls. And Trey Stewart actually was way better on film in his limited minutes that we gave him credit for. So you know it's 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 not just um, guys being healthy and not healthy, but it's guys like growing so fast that um, we're going to be tinkering all year long, and it, it makes it fun. I mean, I, I'm uh, like I'm really really enjoying this year. This is. Um, this is different for us. We've kind of had really established groups for three years, and now we just got this young, new crew. And and, uh, and so we're going to be figuring out till the last of the season.
1: I'm going to take that. We've given ourselves more room to grow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. When there's a situation where, hey, yeah, it, we stumbled. We're figuring it out. Yeah.
3: Let's talk I mean, about I, where... I'm going to double down on yeah. that because that's not just because we're young and new. It's also because of the way we're trying to approach this game. Um, we're doing some things schematically that give us a higher ceiling, but but they give you a lower flow. The growth curve is harder. Interesting. Um, and, is that for
1: this season, or in this uh, that's group, for us moving it, forward. Like that, that's the program. What,
3: well, that's what we're trying to do moving forward. And mm-hmm. so, and so, um, it's both of those dynamics. You see some stuff where we're a little, we're more difficult to scout right now than we have been for the last three years. But with that also comes a heavier burden in terms of our guys, like understanding and being able to be deciders on the floor. It's not just, a, it's not just making a read in an action, but it's actually choosing an action. Mm. And so all that growth is actually super exciting. So when I say we made a step forward against Utah, like it's a step forward in a really complicated space. So it's, um, I mean, we're out there. Let's go. Yeah.
0: You, you mentioned Rudy Williams specifically yeah. and how different he has yeah. been. Why has this happened, in your opinion?
3: Well, I think the biggest reason this happens is because his insides are beautiful. You know, we're walking out, you know, and, and Rudy through all of, you know, Rudy's taking some scrutiny here, I'm, I'm sure, from Cougar Nation, and, and he's, you know, trying to figure things out himself, and he's in a new program, and he, he was a starter, and now he's coming off the bench, and all those dynamics. And so I've told this story over, I've, I've told this, because this is an ongoing story, but the most recent detail was, um, you know, Dallin Hall, who's 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 now starting at the point guard, we're running out of the locker with five minutes five minutes before a tip after our last meeting, and I hear Dallin, I hear Rudy talking to Dallin. He's like, "Hey, listen, I'll tell you everything I see out there as we go out, right?" So, you know, Rudy gets to sit and watch for a few minutes, and he has there's his only interest is us getting better at winning, and his only interest is Dallin playing great and him playing great, and when you bring I'm telling you guys that is rare. Like you can't find it. It's not cuz kids aren't great kids. It's just because it's hard to deal with. And he's just done this every single day. He's bringing a purity to this. And when you bring the right stuff to the game, the game usually rewards you and it's rewarding him right now. He's been playing terrific.
1: It really is. What fifth-year guy who comes into a program uh as the double-digit scorer, expected to be the kind of the main guy, Humbly goes to the bench and is still a good teammate. Like, it is incredible. And now 26 the last two Saturdays in big games and big wins, which has been awesome. Okay, um, Foose, you sit him out Thursday. Seemed like it was worth it. You have to play him maybe a little more than you wanted with fouls and whatnot um, on Saturday. He scores the first 10, including the weird tip-in that he got credit for. What does Foose bring to this? Because we forget, this dude's 6'5". He's going up against seven-footers. Every other night, it feels like.
3: Yeah, and, and you know, it's, the, the, the the metrics actually have changed in basketball. It's not really the six five and a half or six six. It's the seven two, right? It's the length. That's actually that's actually what's really valued right now. Of course, height is important, but um, he, and he's growing his game. Um, well, first of all, I'm super grateful that you know. It was kind of like a, you know, he practiced half of a practice on Friday. And what we were really looking to see was what was his soreness level when he got on the floor Saturday for shoot around. And and so I'm super grateful that he was healthy enough to go. And then we didn't know it was the first time he was going to be in a real stance. And for him to get through that game was super important for us, obviously, because we were suffering from foul trouble everywhere. But he's grown his game a lot. Um, His decision-making is way way more aggressive. Um, You'll see him facing up a lot more in the post rather than just kind of doing
1: a a conservative
3: back down. Um, He uses his quicks uh, at an elite level, and he's also kind of finding space on penetration at a really elite level. And then you could see early in the game he grabbed an offensive rebound really early where it looked like you know, we've all got accustomed to seeing Foose on the offensive glass, but you'll see him in those moments where he jumps, he elevates, and then, like, there's this little pause, and against all laws of physics, he elevates a little bit more, chasing offensive rebound, and um, I thought he was terrific all night long in really tough matchups and actually in a, de- a defensive scheme starting the game that we've never started in, in terms of how we're managing ball screens. And so we were uh, switching. Yeah, we were in a, we were in a blue switch it was a little bit different type of switch And we haven't done that with our bigs and for the most part the, those guys were terrific
1: They did not take advantage of the Brendan Carlson situation. Dallin yeah. Hall's guarding it I yeah. just thought they could have scored way more on that, but you guys yeah. played great defense
3: Well, and it, you know, I think it you know uh, Brendan has been shooting the ball at such an elite levy shooting 47% from the three and he's getting them off quick almost yeah. three a game and And so it was it forced us to kind of jump into a a different field defensively. And um, our guys responded really well to it.
0: Mark Pope with us on BYU Sports Nation. You've been vocal about things that you want your team to fix, notably turnovers early in the season. That seems to have gotten better. The press break is another one that's been discussed recently. And you had some difficulties against Utah, but found a way to inbound the ball. So at the top of your priority list of things you want to fix, what's number one?
3: Well, I, I, I still want to keep growing the space we are. I still want us to keep making more sense and understanding how we can play offensively, and that is, that is a, that's going to be an ongoing project. A key to that is our thrust, our pace, you know, us fighting for space with the freedom we have now. I'm not dictating exactly where space is every time. It's not a dot-to-dot. Dot. Our guys need to read how things are happening. So we had some, we had some um, situations uh, against Utah where they jumped in an ice where we have a play call and they jump to nice, and our guys need to read that to fight for space harder. The guys away from the ball, the away from the ball screen. Um, clearly, uh, you know, our guys are starting to understand how to deal with the press a little bit. This idea of, of not running to space to get a catch, but actually earning space and creating space is two very different concepts that we're going to go over and film today. and. Um, so on the offense, it's just the whole texture of, of us offensively. And, and defensively right now, our guys' communication is the number one thing. Like we're, we're capable, we're able to do some stuff, but on the fly our guys' communication is, is what's hurting us most right now. And that's really hard. The urges you have to feel to kind of talk ahead of the play is really important.
1: Teach them correct principles and let them let govern them themselves, themselves. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
3: Right? Yeah. And I'm telling you guys, I know, I, know, I know as a fan base, we're not in the nitty gritty of like understanding exactly what's happening on the floor right now, but it's pretty exciting to me to see the progress these guys are making. It's super fun. I say, I say this over and over now. I've been talking about this for last month, but the only thing more exciting to me in the game of basketball and athletics than, than guys winning which is why we're here, it's our job to win. The only thing that that beats that is growing. And and it is so inspiring to watch these guys grow. It's pretty fun.
0: He is a holiday interior decorator. He is also... (laughs) The Head basketball coach of BYU. Mar- I might call Park. Leanne. This we got to get that tree. <laughs> yeah, we need we a tree. You tree. know anybody? I mean, needs, there's this player right here. here.
3: <laughs> well, I was really hoping I was hoping to come to the tree and you guys have a couple gifts for me under the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I struck out on both those. Gross <laughs> over. At least a
0: fireplace. <laughs> yeah, <let's>, yeah. <laughs> coach, congratulations again. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks, guys.
1: Okay, next test for BYU men's hoops tomorrow night, eight Eastern. We got free game on uh, BYU TV, BYU Sports Nation. Game day as Richie Saunders looks to
0: score some more against Lindenwood out of St. Charles, Missouri. Up next, Rudy Williams was clearly dominant in his performance against Utah on the court, but was his social media performance equally as impressive? We'll discuss (laughs) next on BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to b
1: Sports Nation. Follow the program on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok.
0: He is Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton, and this is The Whip. The Cougar Around presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. What was
1: better uh, performance from Rudy Williams on Saturday? His 26-point game against right. Utah or his Instagram post?
0: Ooh, this is tough. Rudy doesn't hold, hold much back uh, in any aspect of his life. He said on Instagram, the only time you comes before Y is in the alphabet. We cropped this uh, accordingly for BYU TV, <laughs> by the way. Really, really strong play on social media. But my goodness, the Euro step, the big jumper from the elbow, the free throw line, 26 points. His performance on the floor dominates there.
1: Absolutely. But the fact that he comes in for this one and done game for BYU against Utah and understands what it means. It's a big deal to beat Utah. Oh no, we no.
0: you you do that, like, you, you've vaulted yourself into another category with BYU fans, right? Like, oh, yeah,
1: Rudy helped us beat Utah. And BYU's dominated Utah, like, there is a talent gap at this point between the two in basketball. <laughs> I'm not even sure BYU should schedule them. Does it even help <laughs>
0: to schedule, Spence? No. I kid, I kid. Oh, goodness. Hey, another guy that beat Utah in his final game at BYU, Tyler Algier. And he's doing his thing for the Falcons in Atlanta albeit in a loss, did he have the best weekend of any BYU Cougar, 139 rushing yards, and a touchdown in that game?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Long of 43. He was fantastic. Bill Simmons, in fact, tweeted, and we've referenced it, the least covered NFL story this season. Tyler Algier is the best running back in the league. Nobody can tackle him. He might be Earl Campbell circa 1970. Okay, he's not the best player in the league running back in the league but he is certainly putting himself in a more interesting conversation for rookie of the year and he's that that according to cougar stats is the most rushing yards by a BOA player in the nfl ever tyler is do, doing great stuff with the falcons
0: we've said it several times cannot be understated how much he uh his his void was felt this year because he's such a special special player. yeah he was awesome
1: okay at halftime of the BOA women's basketball game against gonzaga Head coach Lisa Fortier had this to say uh, and have.
3: We're not playing physical enough. That's first thing. So everything we were trying to get on offense is a challenge uh, because they're pushing us around. And then uh, the other thing is just that we're we're letting these players who aren't very good just kind of hang out there on the on the perimeters and do whatever they want on offense. There's some players on their team that need a lot of attention, and we have to help on them. But we're kind of uh, not pressuring the ones we're supposed to pressure, and we're we're over pressuring the ones that we're not supposed to pressure. So I don't really know what to tell them right now.
0: I'm sorry. What? Your thoughts? <laughs> the players the players who aren't very good are on the perimeter just doing what they wanted. I think I don't think she meant for it to come out that way, but it did. And I, like the message is we're not doing a good enough job on the players on on their players that are not considered their best players. Yeah,
1: let them shoot, don't let them shoot. Yeah, it, it it the way she phrased it a little weird. Trust me, we talk a lot, we say some stuff that's weird too. Okay. So you get on the mic, you get emotional. But oh, they're not very good players or uh... I, I like Lisa, yes. so I'll give her this one. If we didn't like Lisa, maybe not, but we like Lisa. It's a little um, weird. Yeah.
0: Let's bookmark that for right before <laughs> BYU host Gonzaga and Women's Basketball and play Remember it back. Remember this! Play it back. Remember this. <laughs> Lisa's a great coach. Yeah, she's a great really coach. nice person. Yeah, she's great. Okay, BYU Women's
1: Basketball, speaking of, host Monmouth. Hey, final non conference game Wednesday, a little matinee action, 3 Eastern on the BYU TV app.
0: Up next, he was the offensive MVP of the New Mexico Hey, first start as a Cougar quarterback, Sol J Mayava Peters or Bull J Mayava Peters. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station live from Studio B. Into the end zone right there, Sol J, Peters, and into BYU fans' hearts forever as a bowl game winning quarterback. Sol J, welcome to Studio B. What's so, up,
1: man? Nothing much. Rocking the old school jazz hat. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Big game with the Cavs tonight. Let's
0: so, uh, how, was, how was your weekend, man? Did uh, you do anything fun?
2: <laughs> uh, not really. <laughs> Oh, actually, I did. Okay. I, yeah, sorry. Besides uh, the game. Yeah, besides the okay, game. Okay. Okay. I went to church, and then I finally got uh, ordained. So I got my Melchizedek priesthood. Congrats, Fantastic, man. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Hey, yeah. it's the
0: best weekend of your life?
2: Yeah. Besides the marriage, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, a, and a baby.
0: That's amazing, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Dude. Really cool stuff. Have they created the Flying Hawaiian t shirt yet? Is it's that, in, is the that it's yeah. in the making. It's in the making.
1: Yeah. Nice. So I smell an NIL there. deal. Get your shirt uh, today. Yeah. Yeah. Bull J, Mayava. Can we go with that? Is that okay, <laughs> okay with you?
2: Yeah, that's cool. That's <laughs> cool.
1: That's a good
0: one. I told you after the game uh, in our interview that you're the first BYU quarterback. Only two have made their first start in bowl yeah. games. Tom Young, yeah. but he lost in the Aloha Bowl. You won the bowl game. So what, how does it feel to be 1-0 as a starting quarterback and have that win be the bowl game?
2: Yeah, uh, it feels great, you know. I mean, a bunch of the dudes just rallied around me, and it felt good that, to know they had my back. So. Yeah, And it was important
1: because we learned last year that in spite of the regular season, if you lose that bowl game, you can have a weird feeling even though you win 10 games. So what did it mean to the team to actually get this win and, and finish with eight? Because a while back we were sitting here at four and five going, are we even going to make a bowl?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think the team was just happy to win their last game, and especially for the seniors because we have a bunch of them. And when I walked in the locker room after everything, I was like, the last one in. <laughs> They're all in their way. Like, hey! So it was was pretty fun.
1: Yeah, Spencer, hold you up for the interview? Is that what? No, no, (laughs) no. no. no.
0: Soljay came out after
2: the interview. Oh, okay, yeah, Yeah, okay, good, good,
0: good. I would, I wouldn't hold up. Yes, we would. What were your nerves like going into the game? Because you found out you're starting on Thursday, didn't have that much time, relatively speaking, to process that this is happening. But what were your
2: nerves like going into the game? Um, I have no clue. I was just for a second, I was just pretty calm, and then the night before. I just was like up, look at the ceiling, just like look at my wife. like, "Freak, what's going on, dude? <laughs> and then finally, I don't know what happened, but I fell asleep and then I woke up and I was like, okay, I'm okay now.
1: Because yeah. it's been how long since you – three years, four years since you played a game? Like, yeah, about – In high school in D.C.? Yeah,
2: it would have been three. three. Three years. It would have been three years. Maybe two.
1: You, you, This is your third year at BYU, right? Yeah. You've waited a long time for this opportunity. And it's a big one. It's in a bowl game. Um how did you feel like you were prepared to win this game? What, what? not just this season, but your whole time at BYU sort of prepared you to be ready for this?
2: Uh, I think just my time being here. I know the offense pretty well, and uh, A-Rod kind of talked to me about that. He said he felt confident that I know where to go with the ball and my reads, and then he just said I'm pretty decisive throughout the these last, like, two weeks of practices, and so he just said he could tell my time here has really paid off and that. I really stayed locked in.
1: And they certainly catered to your strengths by having you run. You run for almost 100 yards. That That first snap, were you going to keep all the way? No. No? Okay, you go for 15. I was like, I love that he kept and that you got a first down. It was like, okay, let's go. Because you can look around at the team and be like, all right, let's do this.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, The first play uh, is just a regular uh, punch. We had a QB punch with the running back. If the end crashes, he's just going to take the ball and go. But the end crashed, so I was supposed to give it, but the nickel Sam blitzed off the end, so I was like, oh, well, I have to pull it. So there's one look, in, in practice, Michael Harper did the same thing, and I pulled it, and so it was kind of like it was just second nature, I guess. Michael gave you a good look there. Yeah, that I was see. a good one, yeah.
0: How much of what you did as the BYU quarterback on Saturday was similar to the things that you do or did as the scout team guy preparing the first team defense for a lot of the games that you've helped them get ready for?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. They were, uh, the defense coaches were like, hey, you ready? Like, yeah. Like, hey, you've been doing this against us all year. And so they were just giving me confidence, basically. And, you know, the defense prepared me as well. So it was complimentary.
1: I want to specifically talk about the play in the second quarter with 6:02. It's third and 13. You keep it, and you do this, like, side stiff arm hurdle that, to me, was one of the plays of the game in this. Walk me through that play where on third and 13 you got that first down.
2: Uh, it was supposed to be a screen to Chris Brooks. And my ex-high school teammate, he came off the edge hot, number 58. From and, SMU? Yeah, that's my ex. Nice. Yeah. So at at he, Kahuku or in D.C.? In D.C. So he tried to sack me, and I was like, I'm not letting this guy sack me. <laughs> so I got it, I just kind of slipped in, and it was just number 22 waiting. And I just, I remember, I don't know what it was, but I just know, back in high school, I could, I could just tell when a guy was going to go for my legs. So I just did a little hop. And I see Marcus Mariota do that all the time, so yeah. I just wanted to do it, uh, just like Marcus. Sp- so.
0: Speaking of Hawaiians.
1: So. Yeah.
2: Was that moment, that
0: picture, the genesis of the flying Hawaiian idea?
2: Yeah, I think that's a, I should run off the field and Mason was like, dude, you look like Marcus, like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't like Marcus like that, dude. <laughs>
1: No, Marcus is a man, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Now, uh,
0: so I, I have brought up a couple of times the dynamic of the sideline was very unique. You know, there was it was more of a relaxed feel because so many guys are injured and it's the bowl game. They got their phones out. What was it like for you to be on the sideline coming <laughs> back and celebrating with your guys? And they're taking your picture. What was that? What was that like? It was just
2: fun. Like I come off the field and they're like, let's go. They're just yelling. Even when I threw the pick they uh i think it was basically like how do you feel with doing your first interception i was like shut up dude <laughs> i was like shut up dude like, come alone. on man yeah everybody was just having fun like even when i threw the interception there was like, hey do you're good we're just having fun like, all right cool
1: well you know what i love like you, bYU did not did not complete a pass after the second quarter 47 man. total win like it's just whatever to win right yeah it, did, it didn't have to look like the box score you used to
2: yeah for sure uh he came out said, hey man we're doing good running the ball and, you know, we're just going to keep running. Like, okay, that's the plan, then. Let's go. And I was okay. just happy that we got the win. So, Jay, congratulations
0: on an amazing <laughs> way to close out the season. Again, on being the offensive MVP at the New Mexico Bowl. And uh, let's just give you some karma to get healthy because I'm sure you're feeling sore.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Just a little bit. And yeah.
0: prepare for spring ball, man. So uh, go and do your thing. But congratulations once again.
2: Appreciate you guys for having me. So, um, he is hey, my d- double dash. I love double dash. <laughs> let's go.
1: Flying Hawaiian. Hey, we got all kinds of nicknames for him. Okay, Wednesday, we've got a BYU Sports Station special. It's football signing day. The next crop of guys are going to sign noon Eastern on BYU TV, BYU ready? We got you covered.
0: Jerem had one final chance to win something in fantasy football it was for. did he finally put it together this weekend we'll tell you next no Jared, i got a shot <laughs> byu sports nation is presented by the byu store official outfitter of byu fans everywhere this portion of byu sports nation is presented by mountain america the official credit union of byu athletics Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Let's recap our fantasy basketball standings. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Jeremy, I had a 32-point lead going into the weekend. Therefore, you won, right? No, no, no your no. peeps showed up. I it. won 151-143 oh.
1: despite Foos sitting out Thursday. Yeah. And Kalen Trong really answered she for Gonzaga. She went crazy for Gonzaga. And Lauren Gustin's been amazing. And Rudy Williams, back-to-back Saturdays, 26 points. So I went in hoops by 8. Hey, how
0: about
1: zero? You're 2-0. 2-0. Let's go. Hey,
0: and football. Let's celebrate your first football win. Football, I finally won. Zach Wilson came through for you.
1: Zach, Ben Bywater, the pick six was awesome. Chris Brooks was good. Jamal and Fred combined for 11 yeah. points. Kid Fennigan didn't play. So I win. I dominated. 58-11. Yeah. And we said winner take all yeah, on this right. last one. And so I win the season, oh, said you, no you did? one. No, no, no.
0: Said no one. So 12-1. Yeah. So I go 12-1 and one and you go 1-12.
1: Yeah, I'm the TCU. <laughs> no, you're the TCU. You lost the last one. <laughs>
0: lost, lost. It's okay, I'm in the college football you're playoff You're in the college still.
1: football playoff. Oh, wait, there's no
0: one. All right, a question of the day. <laughs> what was the best thing you saw Saturday from BYU football or basketball or elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated? Coming from Easton Judd on Instagram. Says holding a trophy at the end of a roller coaster football season, and not just any trophy. Oh, it's the, the New Mexico cool pottery, uh, you know, natively made, amazing. Yes. Today's rise and shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU athletics. Go so long
1: partner, Independence Toy Story uh, image from uh, athletics. Big 12,
0: here we come. You've got a friend in me, a Power Five friend in me. <laughs> Our thanks to today's guests, Mark Pope and Soul J. Mayava. Right, peters ran out of time. For Jeremiah I'm Spencer and a shout out to BYU Food and Dining for the amazing hospitality in New Mexico. I know they're watching for this. Go Cougs!